episode of the Nintendo Retina Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Join me today is Wario Will. Uh, my queen, I failed you. I can't believe it, but she's always like that incredible wipeout from Team Water. Literally, like she's Louise, big man, big man. Dang it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want to pause and say I could I could have swore I heard you say like weed. I failed you, which would not have been <laughs> entirely inaccurate. But I never took you as, as a guy getting high. Will. <laughs> I mean, it's just I, I, again. I'm just distraught. But then again, I'm, I'm not really too surprised. Looking at the stats right now, but yeah, I guess people do not like grass. They don't want to touch grass, and apparently, th- apparently, this is the case. Grass, <laughs> love it. Yeah. Uh, yes, Will's lamenting the Splatfest, which we will talk about soon enough. And uh, returning to us because work has not killed him is Skull Kid Scott. Finally, I'm not dead. But, uh... <laughs> That's a weird way of phrasing. Uh... Finally, I'm not dead. <laughs> but yes, I am actually happy because I actually did join Team Water this time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's been a very interesting week, and we're going to have a lot to talk about, including that topic. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that topic about a certain game that is, that is out now by the time you're listening to this. But first, what have you been playing? Not much. I'm sorry, I'm speaking from solo experience here. Uh, <laughs> as I noted last week on the podcast, I was at a uh, Comic-Con last weekend, Grand Rapids Comic-Con in Michigan. And because of that, and just my work schedule, I have honestly not played anything outside of Fire Emblem Heroes. So I've been doing the Tempest Trials, getting a bunch of orbs. There's a new banner coming soon, so that's going to be fun. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell you about the, the cosplays I saw at Grand Rapids. There were uh, quite a few peaches. I saw a Waluigi Santa Claus. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and, and, and this table mate, the, my, my, the person next to me, I call him the table mate, um, they were like, hey, that's a great Waluigi. And he turns around and goes, wah, wah, Santa Claus. Like, okay, let's go with that. But uh, yeah, that was an interesting one. Multiple Nesses. I saw two Nesses. Only one of them had the bat, though. That's, you know, you gotta have the bat. Just saying. <laughs> uh, I saw a Byleth. They didn't come by my table, but I did see them. Mm. Um, mo- okay, there were- we had one of the Ash Ketchums there, the uh, the new voice, and she actually celebrated uh, a certain event. I won't spoil it if you haven't had if you haven't found out already. Uh, a certain event while she was there. Uh, she was supposed to come by my table, but it didn't happen. Oh, well. It- Her line was always out the door, though. Like, Every, everyone was here, there to see Sarah. And uh, so there's a lot of Ash Ketchums, a lot of Pikachus. Um, there was like, gi- like a giant inflatable Pikachu. There was also <laughs> there was also a bunch of Poke Hoodie people, including one person with a Charizard onesie. It actually looked really comfortable. Like, I would wear that, okay? Like, I would totally wear that. Or get me one like Blastoise with like the cannons out the back, you know? <laughs> make, th- make them inflatable. That'd be hilarious. Um, let's see. What else did I see? I, uh, there was a lot of people. Like, there were a couple sword sellers there, so there was a couple of people with walking around with Monados and Valshians, So that was pretty cool. But uh, it, it felt a little bit lighter for the Nintendo cosplays. But that that's you know hit or miss when you when you deal with something like this. So it was a good con. I had really good sales. Uh, thanks if anyone from there 
is listening. Thank you for uh, uh, being so great, gracious with your money. Uh, also, I didn't get snowed in, so that was a nice thing. I was dreading driving home in the snow, and we almost got hit, but we did not. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been hearing regarding to like, yeah, there's like a recent snowstorm that actually kind of prevented people coming to New York as well. So yeah, I hear that it's been hitting in some areas. Right, right, right. There you go. But uh, yeah, I uh, I got home safely, and then it snowed the next day, and then it snowed the next day, and then it was really cold on Wednesday, and it's really cold now. I hate the cold. Absolutely hate it. And, <laughs> and so I have to suffer for the next few months in my very cold apartment. But uh, don't worry. Next week I'll have plenty to play. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Scott, tell us about your experiences with Tune Two or Three. That Two, I meant Three. <laughs> Alrighty, so I joined uh, Team Water. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was originally going to help do that with the Splatfest last week, but I uh, got caught up in a lot of work stuff in the sense that I was literally in my office for like four days straight. <laughs> Um, but I have to admit, every single time I joined a team, the team was really solid. Like, people actually inked their territory. <laughs> we actually had people, like, do, like, planning and strate strategies, like, waiting to group up to, like, get, like, certain areas of the back line of, like, the other enemy territory. It was, like, amazing. Like, it's like, you know, when you have those memes and people, like, say the other enemy team is always, like, mastered class, like, military men. That was yeah, my yeah, team. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, just yeah. like, Master okay. Class military men. I like that. <laughs> So, like, Team Water, I don't know who all joined it, but they were all really good players. Yeah, that's good for you. Well, I, I, conversely, <laughs> on Team Leaf, like, I, we more or less got wiped. I, I, like, I was very good with my Spotify Jr., but even with that, my, my team just, like, I nearly lost most of my I went to, went basically one-to-one -one with my matches. I, I had a horrible start in the beginning. I had a horrible start. Yeah, I lost one match, and it was because we were fight. It was a mirror match. We had to fight the other Team Water team, mm. and it was actually a really close match. The only reason we lost is because uh, they actually got some of our back territory that I didn't catch. Uh, yeah. Like, but it reminded me of our fire, the fire one that I went. One of the fire one matches were hilarious because they were so excited that they got like a part of our territory just for when at the end of the game when the match showed up, which showed us having like all of their territory and the middle, and they just showed up as having a little splodge on where our territory was. It's hilarious. <laughs> mm, uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm just curious, like, how many, uh, how frequent was your, like, um, 10 plus matches, 100 plus matches, like, any frequency? I got that? 10 plus matches and 100 plus matches almost every other match. Wow. <laughs> like, lucky for you. Unfortunately for me, I, I was doing, I, I was so close, but unfortunately, I lost it two 100 times matches, which oh. really stung me. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> good, well, bad for you, bad for me, but good for you, so. <laughs> it was great for me. I mean, water just, <laughs> totally just like we, we didn't just win we slaughtered everything <laughs> it was uh, like a like just crazy how powerful what the water team was like and of course like i i, I would take some words from from our uh, departed uh, co-host tyler like they added a new point system in this thing because like uh, you remember in the prior uh, splatfest there was like um the the open the, the votes the pros and the open and the open league but this time around, like they had like four different categories. They added one more category, which is like the I think it was the conch, the conch vote, the pre-votes, the the voting itself, and then there's the like the two one, which is the, the the open league and the and the pro league. So it's a total of 45 points this time around. And when I saw that, like 
how more or less Big Bang made the clean sweep is just like, wow, way to dethrone Sh- Shiver. And like, yeah, I was hoping for Shiver to like rally up the combat, but nope, we couldn't even rally our single point. Basically, k- knocking off both um, Shiver and Fry, which I, I low key, I am kind of sad that Fry is getting no love whatsoever since she has lost all three, all of the Splatfest so far. But yeah, just that, that clean sweep from Big Man is just crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah, I was, I oh, that was something I met. I, I met multiple inklings at the con. And uh, one of them was like really, really cool looking. And I was like, and we, we all got talking about the Splatfest. And I said, I'm missing the Splatfest because of this con. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I, 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 I saw the post, I think it was on Twitter, about like the, the pre results, which I still don't understand how that happens, but whatever. And it was like, you know, 32, 33, 33. And I'm like, okay, okay, it's going to be a close match. You know, let's, let's, let's do this. You know, let's go. And even though I couldn't participate, I was, you know, sending the the fire, you know, uh, across the waves, and like it didn't work, <laughs> it didn't work at all. And uh, when I got home and I saw the, because I got home uh, on Sunday around nine o'clock Central Time, and the the Splatfest was over, and I see the post, and it's you know complete wipeout, as Will said for Team Water. I'm like, really? Because that hadn't happened in the last two Splatfests, the the global. Uh, the global uh, world premiere and the the uh, the original, but I was really surprised by that because usually one of the other teams at least gets one, but not this time. So, huh? Yeah, it's just. Cr- I was one hundred percent believing Fire was gonna win, but I thought Fire was too. I mean, I've been seeing so many people <laughs> placing support for Fire. So it's many people like... wanted Fire to win, so I was just surprised when Water took it. I guess we're the silent majority or something. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it. Although I do have to say one thing, and, and Will will appreciate this. This result kind of feels accurate to canon, not Pokemon canon, but Death Battle canon. Because <laughs> in the original Pokemon Triple Threat match of Charizard versus Venusaur versus Blastoise, who won that matchup? Blastoise, because of math. All right, statistics. Yeah, even Death Battle says that that is that is definitively one of their most accurate Death Battles ever because they didn't take just feats; they took math. They measured every attack, every stat, every likelihood of that uh, move likely to be used. They put that into the fight, and Blastoise won more times than not. And here we go: Water types win. <laughs> Rush. Uh, good for you good for you yeah so for those of you who participated in Splatfest uh, I'm happy for you unless you're on Team Water then y'all suck (laughs) Um, so I'm very curious about the next one because the next one is going to be the Christmas themed one and I I have a feeling they're going to do something not just festive but kind of hilarious and I don't I'm not sure what they're going to go for like I think that's the kind of deal because like I because a lot of people were kind of sad like they could they couldn't bring in the Halloween one like they did in Splatoon two, like they even has special fun and all that because I think that was the reason why they were like um setting up the new uh, voting system like with this recent one with the Pokemon, so yeah I'm here's hoping like they will be releasing the for this Christmas 
or like I don't know in New Year's time, maybe I don't know, or at least in the beginning of of January. Here's hoping. So yeah, I expect that. Yeah. So, what 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 do we think it could be? Like, I'm, not, I'm trying to think of what again. I have to think of this in threes now, because it's not just like yeah. it's not this or that. It has to be this, <clears throat> this or this. And, I wonder if it's going to be based on like ornaments or something. Ooh. Okay, so Christmas Christmas ornaments versus Christmas stockings versus what? Christmas trees. But the ornaments go on the tree. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, let me see. Maybe candy canes. Ooh, that's good. Stockings versus ornaments versus candy canes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, wait, better. Better. I got that one better. Christmas ornaments versus Christmas stockings versus Christmas lights. Oh yes, that is better. Yeah, I don't know. I just I want it to be I want it to be festive. I want it to be fun. I I was thinking of like a food triple threat, but all I could think of of Christmas was like you know gingerbread cookies. Mm, right, right, right. What, what would you put against that? I mean, like with with Thanksgiving, you could have done turkey versus like pumpkin pie versus stuffing. Yeah. Or, or or something else. Uh. But. I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious because if they do it around this time next month, then it's like a week before Christmas, <laughs> and we'll see. We'll see. Mm -mm. Yeah. But uh, I, I I saw many people talking about this at the con, and I hope that everyone had fun with it. At least you got to play it, unlike me. <laughs> Seriously, I've never missed a Splatfest before. I have always been blessed that I have never missed a Splatfest. And yes, I could have taken my Switch with me to Michigan. I didn't want to risk it. All right, I was already stressed enough about that weekend. Hi, hi, hi. But yeah, like aside from that, I, I guess I'll just uh, put put in my my two cents. Like, yeah, aside from the Splatfest, and I again, like, I'm just really surprised how Waterkeep was just absolutely dominating those matches. So, again, and the grass team got the least amount of votes. So, yeah, I'm sad, but oh well, cookie crumbles, cookie crumbles. So that's that. But oh. Also, in relation to Splatoon 3, I actually got the three amiibos uh, that came out on the same day of it. And I gotta say, like, one it is very in good quality. And the fact that you get, like, the one, the, the uh, Matt Max outfit, the second one is, like, a karate outfit, and the third one is um, the delinquent uh, Bancho a la Jojo. And those outfits are looking pretty nice. They're looking pretty nice. And, yeah, like, basically, I just use my, um, my, uh, and my seashells to improve the third slot so that's basically what i did so it, yeah, overall it's definitely a good a good investment if you have these amiibos so again if you're an amiibo collector by myself by all means definitely do like, get them especially now i think the the Kelly and marie as well as the um, off the hook amiibos i think it's now all, currently out back in the public right now so if you haven't gotten the first time by all means definitely uh try to get them if you can if you don't get them while they're in stock before they get scalped I mean that's that's a kind of strange thing because like I know it was they were at, they were not in stock for a long time now but now it's coming back so I don't know it's an interesting market because between amiibo, amiibos anyway but yeah but I digress. Um, do you though? Do you digress? <laughs> I mean I, yes I do have an amiibo I love amiibos I think the only thing I'm just again I wrote in my article I still I still want my Sephiroth I want my uh, Swarov amiibos those are things of course the Parameter amiibos but obviously I won't get that but obviously <laughs> but yeah well until they, until those things come then obviously and um yeah on 
personally for me, it's not really much. I have been playing much. I am trying to get back to it, but as as right now, um, as I'm speaking, I'm trying to get ready for for my own personal uh MAMYC that's coming out um this weekend. So uh, regarding to gaming wise, I'm not sure. I know there are like couple here and there, but I can't really name it at the top of my head right now. But overall, I'm just currently preparing for myself for MAMYC as well as uh, like continuing on with uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, which. Yeah, I, I just want to just briefly talk about that new banner. Like, yeah, they have a ganglot, which is basically the new ruler of hell, which, okay. That's with one L, not two, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that. And of course, like, the um, the new uh, new heroes, including the Ascended uh, Young Tiki again, which, I mean, okay, they have Harden, Nice, and they have a Lucent, something like that, or her name. I don't, I forgot her name. But yeah, like, but again, they have another Young Tiki, which is basically, I, if I recall correctly from the skills, is basically as, like very similar to Brave uh, uh, Tiki. So I don't know. How many Tiki I mean, do you need? I mean, my gosh. <laughs> Seven. Seven. I mean, we have the Young Tiki, we have Old Tiki. It's like, yeah, how many alternates? <laughs> you have swimming tiki, which I'm still not happy about. You know, too many tiki. Too many tiki. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's even giving Camilla a run for her money in a sense. Don't, but, don't, yeah. don't, don't, <laughs> But yeah, it, it's definitely interesting. But yeah, that banner is coming up soon. Of course, naturally, the the next I think legendary banner, last I checked the calendar, is coming up soon. So yeah, that's coming up after that. So. But yeah, overall, it's just not, it's been quiet. Like, well, of course, obviously, I still have my backlog, which I know are, again, I gotta get through Bayonetta 3, gotta go to Sparks of Hope, gotta go to Zuzi and Big Chronicles 3. <laughs> so many oh, places I'm thinking about right now. So. Uh, let's see, it's, 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 it's uh, middle of November right now. I think you'll get done both it never. Hi, 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 guys. I need to go really. I mean, thankfully, like, th this is one thing I'm kind of glad. Like, I'm not into the Pokemon right now, so I can have some time to play on my backlog. So, thankfully, I don't I'm not the, the millions of Pokemon fans out there playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. But who knows? You know? But yeah, but, but yeah, I'll definitely try to spend some time to play though my backlog. But nonetheless. <laughs> I mean, I probably would, but I'm probably going to get Pokemon tomorrow, so... Uh, <laughs> I, I should be getting it. Uh, Keith said that... Okay. Keith told me that we got a new Nintendo contact. They they told him that we would get a code. I haven't got it yet! So, you know. I'm going to get it one way or tomorrow tomorrow. It's just one way or another tomorrow. There we go. Uh, just don't know when. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it plays. Uh, where the chips fall. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, one more thing I want to talk about. Um, one of the things that I have, what well, I'll call it an issue with, is that I, I have a hard time buying things for myself. Like, I'll buy food because, you know, I, I consider that. That's, that's I, kind I, of necessary. It's yeah. essential. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> Only kind of. Hold on, hold on. I mean, uh, in like the whole, you know, I'll buy myself like an like a blizzard. Or, oh, gotcha. Uh, or if, hey, I want to treat myself to some pizza. Let's go get something from Casey's. You know, that that kind of thing. Huh? Okay. Uh, trust me, if you look at my gut, you know that I, I don't skimp on the food. But <laughs> when it comes to like fun stuff. Like even when I'm at Comic Cons, when I'm in my like my element among among my people, I I have a hard time buying things. And then I remembered that this weekend, Puma was gonna release their special Pokemon collaboration shoes. So oh, right, 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 right. Saturday, which was on the day it came out, I was at the con, and then I go back to my hotel, and I'm like, oh, I should check out the Puma shoes, and uh, see if I can maybe buy them off my phone. I had my card on me, so I figured I could do it. Every single one of them was sold out. 
Oh. Wow. They, had been, they had not been online for a day, and the Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, Pikachu, and Gengar shoes all gone. All right, I was so mad. I wanted those gosh dang shoes. I wanted to get the Bulbasaur shoes to go with my Rayquaza jacket, which I debuted at the con, and I wanted the Gengar shoes just because they look freaking awesome. All right, and they have like the kids' shoes back online, but I'm not a kid, Mom. I'm a big kid now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm just like I, I expected them to sell but not sell out not like that All right, I didn't have that much issue with my Power Rangers shoes that's Power Rangers so mm, I, well I'm if bad. I learned anything from sneakerheads like they are crazy I mean you don't have to contend with just simply Pokemon fans you got to contend with sneakerheads which they, they, <laughs> you know they will flip those shoes the collectors this is true and then the scalpers. The scalpers, yeah, which as which as Taylor Swift fans know, all sides. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> poor, poor Ticketmaster. No. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're thinking. Shouldn't those people tailor their sales to the fans? Well, yes, but as we all know, those scalpers are rather swift. But um, <laughs> it's a gift, ladies and gentlemen. Unlike the shoes, which I will not be able to gift myself. Aww. Like seriously, I was like, I was going around the con, and I was look for me, it's about gut instinct, right? Uh, yeah. When I saw my Ray, the Rayquaza jacket, I knew I had to have that thing. Like that was that was instinct, that was right there. And when I saw the shoes, like especially the Bulbasaur and the Gengar shoes, Gengar shoes just look really cool. They had a really great shade of purple, and I'm like, I need it. So I was like, okay, don't buy anything at the con. I said like like food and such, and then go home and buy the shoes. I can't do that now. I am a sad Todd. Aww. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, enough of my uh, wallowing in misery. We'll be doing much more wallowing later in the show. Uh, <laughs> no, not about, not about us. It's about something else. Oh, right. You, you know about what? I know uh, the thing. Maybe. You know the thing. <laughs> you know the thing. All right. But we got a, a lot of interesting news to talk about. So it's time to go down the warp pipe and first pokemon scarlet and violet cue dramatic music okay uh let's start with the good news all right um the game is said to have the highest pre-orders in the history of the series now, there is some debate over whether that's just Japan or the rest of the world, but I think it's fair to say that, if nothing else, it is one of the highest pre-ordered Pokemon games of all time. Um, there's been a lot of hype around this series. It's been a lot of expectations about what the game will be. So uh, I, I'm definitely happy to hear that it will be selling incredibly well. <laughs> Regardless of what scores try to tell you. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. We're almost there. We're almost there, Scott. But uh, yeah, that was very important. And there was a new overview trailer, uh, not with Ed Sheeran. Just wanted to make that clear. Uh, and... Maybe we need more Ed Sheeran music of Pokemon. <laughs> or at least, you know, more music videos. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, and then today, there was the review scores. Here we go. <laughs> so my first exposure to this was I, I go on, when I wake up every morning, I go to certain sites to just get a brief glimpse of what I missed while I was asleep. And the first thing I saw was a review from comicbook.com. And they said, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, an incredible game marred by performance issues. And I'm like, well, you know, that was that was the fear. And then I see a 
on a tweet on Twitter from a, one of the insiders I follow who like loves covering Nintendo news. And a majority of the review scores were like sevens and eights. And then fast forward to now, time is recording. Uh, the Metacritic score is 77. Aha. <laughs> so thankfully it's not too much water, but it's close. <laughs> <laughs> just enough water. Just, just enough, like just before tipping over water. Um, but yeah. It's got a 77 currently, uh, 46 critic reviews, and of course, fans are already going nuts about this in both the funny ways and the not-so-funny ways. And, um, yeah, I don't think I expected this, but then we actually looked on Metacritic, and we saw that a lot of Pokemon games don't get good Metacritic scores. Right? Not at all. Sword and Shield got an 80. Arceus was an 83. And remember, that game got blasted for its graphics and such. Um... Uh, Diamond, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl got 73. Mm. Scott found out that the Mystery Dungeon games were consistently bad in their reviews. <laughs> yes. And then our personal favorite, Scott, take it away. Uh, we figured out that the Pokemon movies also were bad, had really bad scores. Namely, you know, Mewtwo Strikes Back with a 35 on the Metacritic score. <laughs> And all of them were because all of these reviews were in the 90s where everyone hated anime. <laughs> mm. So they're like, there's an anime in my movie theater. Get it out. <laughs> I still remember like, when the first Cowboy Bebop movie came out. Yeah, yeah. People panned that thing as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, and Now, on one hand, people are idiots. We already knew this. But yeah. on the other hand, it actually shows you how far we've come as a culture. As a, as, a, as men and women of culture. <laughs> because between Dragon Ball, One Piece, Demon Slayer, and uh, uh, not Pokemon. Pokemon hasn't been in theaters in a while. But other anime movies, they're respected enough. They're respected enough, and some of them get massive amounts. Remember, Mugen Train was technically the highest grossing movie in 2020. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. Don't let bad boys fool you. It was, it was Mugen Train. All right. <laughs> and uh Dragon Ball made uh, made about 100 million uh uh One Piece Red which just came out it's been crushing it in Japan yep. and yep, in yep, America. Yep. Um so yeah, we've come a long way since the first Pokémon movie, but still put people suck to have berated that movie. That was a really good movie, all right? Mhm. Mm it was good. Like the yeah. the, the Pokémon either the Pokémon movies then and as well as the show, it holds up. It holds up. Yeah, yeah it really does. I mean, so. j just this one line in one of the reviews is talking about how Mewtwo is just a clone Pikachu. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> that's just that's just wrong. The movie climax with the evil clone Pikachu pounding on the peacefully protesting original Pikachu. <laughs> wow. I am holding myself back from not trying to make this like a PG thirteen oh, podcast right I, now, but like, oh my oh, lord, that is so this wrong. This review is absolutely horrendous, but I just love it because of how horrendous it actually is. Look, I said the line "people are idiots" earlier, but like that's just wrong. Okay, like even as a child, I would have been able to berate that reviewer and say, "Did you even do, do you even watch, bro? <laughs> Did you even watch it, or you just see everyone's a Pikachu? All these things are Pikachu's." As I say, this sounds just like my mother. Whenever I talk to her about anything to do with Pikachu's or Pokemon, it's always Pikachu. Heck, I even started her on P Pokemon Go, and she just called everything like another version of Pikachu. Eevee was just the normal Pikachu or something. 
It was weird. You're a Pikachu. You're a Pikachu. Everybody's a Pikachu. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just wrong. I uh, I uh. What in the ever living fork, man? I mean, come on. I I I, I don't get it. <laughs> but that's pretty much how most of these reviews were back in the nineties. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> bringing this back. Don't take them seriously. Bringing it back, which is a perfect segue to bring this back to Scarlet and Violet, because it should be noted that the reason for the low scores consistently was the performance issues. They said that the Switch wasn't able to handle it. We'll tackle that a little bit later. But uh, that and the empty open world made it something left to be desired. However, they said that the story elements, the battling, the, the, uh, the, the graphics for the most part, um, they were all fine. Like Most of the reviews agree that this was a positive step forward but it lacked the refinement to be that truly next level experience which i do find sad because rcs played really well for me like outside of a very few set of issues and the fact that they weren't able to capitalize on that is depressing but again we will be talking about that later but make no mistake the game still is good it's just not as polished as fans likely wanted it to be or critics wanted it to be in this case. And also make no mistake, as we noted, it's already got a bunch of pre-orders, okay? The game is going to sell well. And you might have a better experience than the critics. We don't know. So this is why, like always, you can listen to the reviews. You can, uh, you can see what they're saying. But you still need to play the game for yourself to make your own decision. <laughs> yeah. So don't let, the, let, don't let these, let's call it mixed mixed review scores to, uh, stop you from getting the game because they all, there were plenty of positive like 80 out of 100s, 90 out of 100s. There was even one perfect score. One. J just one. It was from something called The Enemy. Obviously, he's a Nintendo shill. No. How dare he be a perfect... How dare he give a perfect score? I was like, do you believe in this review? Are you simply up? I'm not going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> How long could you go for with that? Yeah. Take back your review. <laughs> Take back your review. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, we will uh, be talking about that in the main event and also be giving you our first impressions in. Oh, God. So we won't be here next week, will we? Um, it's Thanksgiving, right? Right, right. We, we do our annual Thanksgiving off. So, two weeks. So, we will give you our robust. Robust uh, reviews, unless we decide to do one like pre-Thanksgiving, we'll see how it goes. But uh, we will give you our impressions when we can. But in the meantime, go and make your own opinions. Okay. Next up, this one, this one almost brings a tear to my eye. Almost. Um, the Game Awards, because we got the full nominations for the Game Awards 2022, and ladies and gentlemen, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is nominated for Game of the Year. Yes! <laughs> I did not see this coming. I did not expect this. I didn't even know to hope for this, despite my own feelings on this game. And we got in, ladies and gentlemen. We got nominated for Game of the Year. Screw you, Elden Ring. I got him for Ragnarok. <laughs> not Stray. Stray was cool. Stray Owl. can stay. Stray can stay. <laughs> stay. Stray, stay, stay. <laughs> Good Stray. But yes. Uh, the Game Awards announced their uh, six candidates for Game of the Year, 
and in order of alphabeticalness, which I have to say this, okay? I, I don't want people <laughs> to think this was a per, put in any particular order. Uh, it's A Plague's Tale, Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So, yeah, we got it. We got one. We got one, baby! <laughs> we got one! And um, I definitely think it was a very good one to get. <laughs> no, uh, like, listen... I know that in terms of like the grander scale of RPGs out there, that Xenoblade is still kind of niche. I mean, as we noted uh, two weeks ago, it's it hasn't it sold 1.7 or 8 million copies, probably closer to two by now. You know, it's not going to do the epic numbers that you know an Elden Ring, a God of War, a uh, Horizon will do, or even even Fire Emblem. I mean, the Fire Emblem outsold it, but it's still a really good game. And it should be appreciated for that. And I am honestly touched that with, I don't want to say little fanfare, but little Game of the Year buzz compared to some of these other titles that the Game Awards put it on there. Because let's be clear, they've had years without Nintendo titles. Yes. Right? <laughs> uh, last year, I believe, didn't have a Nintendo title, if I recall correctly. Um, 2020 did, because that was Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it lost to The Last of Us, which we, oh, Last of Us Part Two, which we all know was a sham. I mean, everything <laughs> oh, yeah. lost oh, yeah. to The Last of Us in every category. Yeah, <laughs> every, every category. I mean, Nintendo causes a pandemic to sell this game, and, and they don't even get the Game of the Year award. I mean, like, come on. Gosh dang it. Um, no, it this just makes me happy because I loved this game. Like, it is my Game of the Year so far. Um, I still got to play Pokemon and, and another title for PC. But. This is my game of the year. I and I am so happy to see it get this buzz. It might not it won't win. It won't win, let's be honest. Okay. No, it's it's gonna be a fight from Elden Ring and God of War, and I think Elden Ring will probably win because it's the journalist's favorite game of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that, that is why that is why Last of Us won. Um Yeah. Part two, I mean. Last okay, I gotta say this correctly. Part two, part one deserved it, all right? That game deserves yep, all the yep, awards. Yep, 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 yep. It deserves all the remasters. No, <laughs> don't get it started. Oh, wait, what's no, no alloy? You don't deserve a remaster. We we're talking about someone else. Okay, sit down. Sit down. Get in line. Get in line. <laughs> Dan clone. See now that see you see Mr. Critic. That person is a clone. All right, that is an actual <laughs> clone. Not 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 okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, I'm just so happy. And and some of the team actually tweeted out about this saying. Thanks for the, the nomination for Game of the Year. And it got nominated for other categories, just to be clear. But uh, I was just so happy. I, I was so happy for this. Mm. I really was. Like, yeah, it's not like we, because if anything else, like I know, like prior years, like there's probably like one game that could have been Game of the Year, which is the Fire Emblem Three Houses back in, in prior years, if I call, but only won the RPG of the year because, again, the, there well, really wasn't anything else. Hold on. Remember, it also won the fan vote. Yeah, the fan vote. Yeah, the fan vote. Correct. Yeah, which which surprised a lot of people, including us. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, and just to see here, we're going to see the Chronicles three, like one. Like I'm just happy. Like you, I am very happy that there is Nintendo representation here, and of course, like the acknowledgement that yes, JRPGs are so good and hence Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is, is just that one from Nintendo you, ha you have to pay respects for. I mean, heck, even um, the I believe the composer, Yasunori Mitsuda, um, I think was also nominated for like the best score in the game as well. So yeah, yeah even he acknowledged that, yeah, 
it was like, yeah, great that people are acknowledging it's Big three being so revered. So yeah, like you, Todd, I'm I'm also pretty happy that yeah, yeah pay attention to these games because they, they are they are that journalists good. sometimes play Nintendo games. Who'd have thought? Uh, it ain't all about Call of Duty. It ain't all about, like, Western games all the time. Don't forget about the JRPG market. They don't need to be live service to actually do well. And ah, yes, you don't have to be Blizzard. Right. Yeah, you don't have to have a game with such a brutal difficulty that you're entitled, you're supposed to die just so you can come back to oh, your own yeah. and whatever and have... Not every game needs George R.R. R. Martin there. not clearly defined. Thing. Yeah. Right, right. And also a place that actually can get past the tutorial, unlike some journalists out there. <laughs> right. uh, but the voting for the Game Awards is on right now, and it's going to be on the 8th, which is three weeks from now. So we may or may not have to do something during that period. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I don't know. Are we, get, are we getting the Keeley Bucks this time to watch? I don't know. He's clearly got the money to spend. So that was a joke. Laugh dang <laughs> better. You mean the award show of where it's gonna be nothing but trailers and then we're gonna get awards in the middle of trailers that no one's gonna pay attention to? Yeah, and then uh Jop Keeley will say something quote unquote profound, then they go, <clears throat> another world premiere trailer. <laughs> we, we... And then it's not an actual world premiere trailer, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's for a game that won't come out until twenty twenty seven at the least. <laughs> Uh, I know. All right. And so, anyway, so go vote for the Game Awards. Specifically, vote for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. <laughs> Please. Could you imagine the hate that the internet will throw if this game beats God of War and Elden Ring? I mean, my gosh, the hilarious. Everyone thing. would hate Nintendo even more. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you, th you think games have gotten review bombed before? Wait until Xenoblade Chronicles 3 wins, and then I'll be like, this game should have won Game of the Year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up was another thing that I was very happy about. We got a brand new trailer for Fire Emblem Engage. <clears throat> yeah. So we got this was a story focused trailer. We learned more about the main character of Alier, who is still a VTuber. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Yeah, don't let anyone tell you differently. <laughs> can we can we just talk about that really quick? The fact that there are so many people saying like they look like a VTuber and then they show examples of how it actually works and I'm like, you know, they're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't hate it being a VTuber, but at the same time, this is such a jarring like yeah. difference in design, design compared to the yes. rest of the I cast. Mean, even for Gus standards, <laughs> like, yeah, it is definitely out there. Like, you, Which, because I, I get, mean, to be fair, Gus had to design this technical model, so. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, and, and one thing I do love about the, the Fire Emblem franchise is that they, they embrace the idea of like multicolor hairstyles, you know, purple hair, blue hair, green hair, white hair, and all that. Um, but this is just, it just looks weird. You know? <laughs> this is a step too far, even for their standards. Yeah, it, it, went, it went too far. How dare you? I mean, they could have come up with a, you know, a unique hairstyle on its own, just colored it a certain way. Or, or even do like what like the rogue thing of like having the streak of different color, you know, that's what helps her stand out. But you know, like that, that's it's too much. It's, Basically, it's cat is prince and princess toothpaste or Pepsi. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, if we get to name the character, I'm just gonna name them Pepsi Cola. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But uh, we 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 learn in the trailer that Alier 
is uh, not just the, uh, the descendant of a family of dragons, but they have lost their memories, and because of course they have, and it's protagonist in an RPG. What do you want? And they have to go collect the twelve emblem rings to regain all of their memories, which may not be a good thing. To which I say, didn't we already have this with Robin? <laughs> just saying. Just saying. <laughs> there, there's implications that he might have, he or she, ha may have been bad a thousand years ago. And remember, the bad guy is called the Fell Dragon, which we've also already had in Awakening. So are we sure this isn't just a sequel to Awakening? Um, <laughs> anyway. this, is, this is just a condensed timeline of all the games put together. <laughs> yeah. But uh, aside from that, we, we get to see some of the new nations of the game, including many of the, the main characters that we will have in our party from these different nations. You have your usuals, you have your, your stuck-up nobles, your your circus people, the people who worship the bad guys, because of course they do. You know, that, that, that whole thing. You got glimpses of some of the villains and some of the other emblem rings, confirming that characters like Ike in his radiant form, uh, Lynn in her bow form, and uh, Roy... Uh, as well, Roy. <laughs> Roy is Roy form. Roy. He's always Roy. He, he's consistent in Roy form. Okay? That's just who he is. And uh, so we do get to see that. But in a fun twist, we do see that the rings can be corrupted. Multiple characters, including Lynn and Marth, are shown in the trailer getting corrupted to the other side. And that leads to much intrigue of what the plot might be going forward. So beware uh i like this trailer overall i thought it was very stunning i like the voice acting they definitely teased a lot of things with the characters with the interaction between marth and alayer uh, about the memories of the fell dragon and i'm i'm interested in seeing more we were almost two months away from the game so i'm excited i'm excited too <laughs> I, I keep getting i keep seeing these like mini trailers if you will about like the new characters that we'll meet and I, i'm loving the animations like, yes. He goes. So, there's a, a new character named uh, Boucheron or something like that, and he's an axe wielder. And when he does his basic axe attack, he actually like goes down on one knee and then rises up to put like as much force behind the axe as possible. And I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> like <laughs> they're thinking about this because if you think about, if we think about like the basic axe motions that we see in the game, it's usually just like them whacking the axe at somebody. That's not, that's not how weapons work. That's, yeah. You, you can hurt somebody that way, but it's not going to kill them. It's not going to do major damage to them. Whereas here, it looks like if you get hit by that axe, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> They're in an actual war this time. Yes! <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, uh, did you guys see the trailer? What did you think? Like, if anything else, it definitely had that, like, one, obviously, the gust appeal. Like, again, you see these myriad of characters, which, I, I, again, very colorful cast, like, different, of course, the, like, the different tropes here and there. But again, it was not to love. And of course, naturally, like, the whole flip side, like, oh, the e the rings get corrupted. The flip side, the e evil alter version of themselves, which, granted, is a bit tropish, but again, it's, it's tried and true, so what can, yeah, again, <laughs> love or hate it, love or hate it, but overall like just how they present themselves like one it is a fire emblem game sure it may be a bit more on the vtuber more more colorful <laughs> side of things than you, you like old veterans are used to but 
if anything else, it is definitely going to be serving as like a good proper Fire Emblem. If anything else, like if if not uh, just like a spinoff of some sorts, but who knows? But overall, it's definitely shaping up to be quite the game. So I- I'm excited for it as well. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I really liked is they showed a lot more of like the cinematics of just like the actual like I guess not the in-game cinematics, but like just the cinematics themselves and just showing like the artwork, and I really dig it. Yeah, this is definitely like most people agree that this is easily one of the most beautiful Fire Emblem games ever ever put out so far. And like Three Houses was great. I loved Path of Radiance and Awakening was good for the for the DS. But they're clearly leaning into the more cinematic style here, you know, a bit more color, a bit more flavor. The again the animations are incredible and I'm liking what we're seeing and that's to me is very important. So I'm I'm I want to see more. Uh, I I hope the next one is more about the gameplay because again I, I've been seeing smaller doses of the gameplay via certain insiders, and that's cool. But I want to see like more of a gameplay trailer. I want to see you know more of like the emblem rings in use, uh, more details about the emblem rings, especially now that we know about Ike and Lynn and Roy. Who I know they were technically confirmed, but it's nice to have them reconfirmed here. Yeah. Um, like for example. With Lynn, is she only going to be in her bow form, or we will we see her as a swordswoman? Because you know that's her basic. And there was a, a a belief that Ike would be with his uh brave form from from Faye, but it wasn't. It was his it was his radiant form from uh, Radiant Dawn. So I'm curious about that. But overall, this is gonna be a good game. Uh, Nintendo's been doing good the last two years of. I'm including 2023 in this of having, <laughs> of having games in January for us to play to kick off the year strong, and I think this will be another great addition to that. Mm, I am. <clears throat> I'm getting it regardless if it's a strong game or not. To be honest, just for the art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which uh, I, I, I because right now at the time of recording, like you can't actually still pre-order the collector's edition at Amazon right now. So crap! Don't let I, me know that. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I think I still have to pre-order that collector's edition, which I still have, like, yeah, I think I have all the Fire Emblem collectors so far, so, yeah, maybe this one I should add to my collection. <laughs> uh, Alright, Um, next up, we were supposed to have another member of our party today to talk about a certain game that may or may not have a blue dog <laughs> in it. His name is Sonic. someone who would like to gush about said game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, uh, Sonic Frontiers. Yes, we talked about this last week because it came out last week, but we want to talk about it a little bit more because there's been some interesting tidbits come out about it. Now, the least of which is that the uh, one of the heads of the comp- of the team said that this is now a global playtest. What? Yeah, he said that he, he's treating the issues that the game is having as a global playtest, where he's getting like all the feedback worldwide. Sure, that's one way of doing it. Okay, like seriously, those are his words. He said it's a global playtest. Like, isn't that the point of like a demo or you know something something else or QA testing? I'm just saying. Uh, but also we got the uh, Japanese sales numbers for the game over the weekend, and it did well enough in the context of J- Japanese game sales. It sold uh, forty six thousand, I believe it was, and I'm scrolling. Yeah, here we go. Uh, forty six thousand copies, twenty six thousand of which were on the Switch, which was more than double what the PS Five had. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, I, like I'm not sure if like 
depending on like because I know there was a lot of marketing in the Japanese market, especially like with um, one VTuber Corona was doing uh, marketing for it as well. So I'm not sure if that also factors in regard to the system usage. But the fact that Japanese users want to play it on the Switch, arguably the weaker system is like okay. Apparently they like the portability of it. So eh, I mean that's is is quite surprising. Yeah, I'm surprised it actually beat out <clears throat> the PS5 too, just because I always seen a lot of people vouching for the PS5 version. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised by this as well because again, when the before right before the game launched, all we all heard was you know much like with Pokemon, you know performance issues, um, certain lag, and, and then there was like the whole motion sickness thing, which we can confirm happens. It happened on our website. All right, wasn't it? Uh, who was it? Jordan. Jordan, yeah, Jordan was supposed to review the game, but he got motion sickness, so he had to bow out. Like, <clears throat> Which he is sad about because he really wanted to finish the game. Yeah. So, I'm just like, I'm still trying to grab my head around the fact that they said it's a global play play test. I'm like, the game's <laughs> launched. It's not a play test. It's reactions now. <clears throat> I mean, I wonder if they're trying to do it the same way where a lot of people are doing games for some stupid reason now, or they release it half baked so that they can, like, basically utilize gamers as their quality assurance test. Uh... And I don't think it's ever a good idea to have it in the public before you have a quality assurance test on it. <laughs> like, what is wrong with that? Like, gee, the fact that you even have to take that thought and consider it is like, what are you doing? Like, what happens in the days of testing a game, make sure it does minor bugs, and then release it instead of like, oh, let's just have people like, put it out. We're not Bethesda. Like, <laughs> oh, we have to leave it a buggy mess and let them mod it out. Oh, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> you have to be well known as Bethesda for that to work because, you know, everyone works on Bethesda games, not just Bethesda. <laughs> yeah, that's how they, that's, that's why it's uh, taking so long to get Elder Scrolls 6 because they have so many people working on it. Clearly. <laughs> All right, but uh, hope I'm very interested in seeing what the sales numbers for Sonic Frontiers is because of, you know, the importance of it to not just Sonic fans, like Tyler, but uh, Sega and Sonic Team because they put a lot of faith in this game. Like they put they put all their chips into this basket. So I'm curious about how this is going to play. All right, yeah, I'm really excited to see the numbers. Um, I. Think Sonic Frontiers is a good step forward for the Sonic games in general. But I do wish that we would actually have more time to let things kind of settle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll, 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 we'll see how it goes. If not, next episode, then maybe the one after that. Uh, all right, next up is for Will, because Monster Hunter Rise had a presentation with about their new... Uh, free update. Will, take it away. Yes, so recently they had a, a presentation for, for the title update number 3, or version 13, and yeah, basically had a whole lot of uh, quality of life assurance updates, as well as addition of returning monsters, including the fan fate of the, cha the chaotic uh, Mag as Gormagala, which is basically the high, the, the defect form of the, the base Gormagala and the the evolved form of the Shigaru Magala. I know it's a bit of details, but that, but yeah, the chaotic Gormagala is making his return, as well as the two new risen forms of the risen uh, Kushala Daora, as well as the Teostra. 
So yeah, two more, two elder dragons getting their risen form, which gotta be even more tough and all that. But the rewards itself, like great armor sets. There will be loot, and yeah, the loot armor sets is just absolutely quite beautiful. So by all means, try and form for these monsters, and you get um great, great skills and armor. Also, aside from that, um. There, there is a, more additions to the anomaly quest and investigations, which I now they have set limits to up to tw increase the limit to two hundred now. So in case you want to like, get uh, more of the anomaly skills with the with these um, investigations, by all means, you're able to do so. As well as like more addition of pay additional paid content DLC, which they have a stuffed animal, the stuffed monsters layered armor. So if, if you want to like, have a, a very plush armor set, like. Be it, uh, I don't know, like where you, for your different uh, play styles, by all means, you can do that if you want. Um, also, in regards to that, um, they have also announced that for your followers, if you like to, to play with your NPCs, we're going to like a Fiorain or any of the like Hinoa of Auto Swords, like you can now you can actually bring those followers to nearly all master quests. So, in case you don't have um, subscribed to a Nintendo Switch online, play it with other people, you can actually still have that multiplayer experience with the fellow NPCs. And I, again, I can I can read vouch the NPCs are actually good good competent NPCs to to support you so by all means uh, more more to love if you love to love the the characters of Monster Story Rise uh, Monster Rise and to basically to wrap it up as they also wrap they will be continuing on showing off the roadmap that they will be supporting this game until uh in the winter of 2023 which is basically the beginning of next year as well and continuing into the spring of 2023 so expect more monsters expect more quality of life improvements and just overall is this is what gaming should be like what uh, if you don't do the whole past like continue updated like we do like here in either being in monster to rise or in splatoon 3 but yeah Monster Hunter fans, you are eating goods tonight, and yeah, the the update will go live on November twenty fourth, if I recall correctly. So yes, November twenty fourth, and yeah, just get ready to hunt again. So happy hunting, hunters! Happy hunting! Yeah, I I, I watched a little bit of it, and I thought it was hilarious that the very tough commander was fawning over the <laughs> and I, I love her like yes like you you see you see her sister in the in the base game but yeah fiorain here is this like voiced by value i'm just like top-notch performance and like yeah it's tropish for sure like like you you pretty much seen that same characteristic in uh, astral chain if you're called uh, todd but yeah like you see this tough commander but like oh this Adorable, sweet plushie. Like, I gotta have it. Oh, it makes sense. Like, oh, Valerie, I don't know. Props to your performance and just knows how to sell it. But yeah, like, Fiori is just lovable and everybody loves her. So yeah, just, it's, just, it's a great presentation. Definitely, by all means, watch it if you haven't yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's so weird. But hey, <laughs> welcome Hunter to Japan. Game. Welcome to Monster Hunter. <laughs> Yeah, welcome, welcome. That's right. Welcome to Monster Hunter. All right, next up. Uh, okay, small little thing. Mr. Shigeru Miyamoto has turned 70. Wowzers, wowzers. Yeah. In other words, he old. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah, this, this man is, of course, one of the most important people in the history of gaming, in the history of Nintendo. We wouldn't be... In, we wouldn't be... All, all, in, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't even know how to say it. The gaming world wouldn't be as robust, expansive, and innovative without him. True, true, true. Without I mean, him, without him, there's no Donkey Kong. 
arcade game. There's no Mario Brothers. There's no Legend of Zelda. There's no Pikmin. There's no uh, there's so there's so many franchises he, he had a hand in. Yes, had a hand in help influenced. It wouldn't be the same without him. Land again, like even though yes, he is the one of the Godfather of video games. Uh, again, I quote from Charles Martinet: "He is one of the Godfathers of Nintendo." But also, don't forget, he's the reason why we have Sticker Star and all that. So let's not forget about those flaws. But I digress. But yeah, Shigeru Miyamoto hitting seventy years old. Like wow, like it's just going to show. Like yeah, we're getting we getting old. He's getting old, and like I don't know, like the. I'm kind of worried a little bit because, again, time is fleeting. We only live in this mortal coil for so long. And, like, the moment that, yeah, we lose these, like, great heroes from our time, our go the golden age of Nintendo going away, it's just like, yeah, it, it start it's starting to creep up, that, that, that sense of dread. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. <laughs> also, if you want to talk about Dre, just look at Twitter right now. Oh! <laughs> Pink and fire there. Uh, I just found out about that. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> this, is, this is what I get for not being like on Twitter 24 hours a day. I missed something. All right. Next up. Okay, this was a fun little thing. Nintendo UK did a little bit of a gift guide. And uh, we're technically doing this for our website, so be on the lookout for that. But definitely be on the lookout for like the next week to uh, gauge Black Friday sales because there will be plenty between games and the hardware. Uh, if you're trying to get a Switch for holiday holiday season, make sure you plan ahead because they will sell. I mm. guarantee it. They will sell. Okay? Like, y y remember, there's also the, the semiconductor shortage. So that's also going to affect the the sales and production of these systems. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Like, I'm quite surprised, like, yeah, speaking of the semiconductors, because I know, as you said, the, the Switch units will obviously include, like, they kind of try to push for more OLED units. But recently, I've actually been noticing that a lot of people actually trying to get up, uh, actually receiving PS5s, which you can just order from the either Best Buy or their direct site. So surprisingly, systems are starting to become a bit more viable now in these days, that I notice. Let's let's see how this. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I just blanked. Um, it happens. Okay, I'm old. I'm 33 now. All right, I, I, my, my mind prone to wander. I'm sorry, Tyler. Like, um, but, <laughs> like, but, yeah, I just want to say as well, like, continuing on with the topic of the black Black Friday deals, like, like. I'm not sure have you seen these black quote unquote Black Friday deals from like GameStop, Best Buy, or like even Walmart, and like it's barely a discount. It's like I don't know, fourteen, ten bucks, and they call that a Black Friday deal. Like, have you noticed that? I'm sorry, that, that's just grinding my gears a little bit currently. Yeah, there's only a few good ones out there, yeah. which I think actually Gotham Knights and Sonic Frontiers are right now like I think the best deals right now because they're both half off. And <laughs> in, in the words of Peter Griffith. Or Griffin, or whatever you say his name. You know what grinds my gears? America. <laughs> F you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Next up, we have. Uh, oh, this was this was an odd one. I'm not gonna lie. Um. Uh, I'm sorry. Arms. Arms got mm. an update for the first time in four years. <laughs> wow. Four. So, uh, yeah, make of this what you will. Um, most people agree that it, um, 
it's because of uh, a security issue <laughs> that they uh, were that th there were other games that got review uh, updates like this as well, including Super Mario Maker and more. So we'll we'll see how it all goes, but I still don't understand why we don't have an Arms two. Like hmm. seriously, like it's been five years, it's been over five years. Right, right, and, right. And remember, in this time period, we've already had a sequel to multiple things, including Splatoon three, which remember released what was it, like a month after Arms. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and Breath of the Wild. So we've had we've gotten a Breath of the Wild sequel quicker <laughs> than we had an Arms sequel, and Breath of the uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom got delayed how many times? Right, right, right. Yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah so, pretty sure it was one twice. But the point stands. Like I, arms sold well, so I'm really confused about why they haven't made a sequel. Maybe it's just because they've been, you know, focused on something else. Probably. I mean, if anything else, maybe the team is just focusing on a different product at the moment right now. Because again, I think they're like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I could be wrong. But basically, like the, the team of Yobuki is also helping out with the with the stuff in Splatoon three. Maybe I don't know. I could be wrong, but maybe they're just right now just focusing on different projects. But if they are currently doing the R and D for the sequel to Arms, then I don't know. Maybe we're going to how they can tackle the fighting market now because again now they have to contend with like street fighter 6 and all, all, other fighting games that currently are doing pretty well now. So. I I don't know. Maybe they're trying to like do something in that regard. You're but saying now is the perfect time. <laughs> I wouldn't say now because Street Fighter Six is shaping out to be the fighting game just because how accessible it can be. And of course, like you even saw um, Todd that the nomination for the best fighting game they even had Sifu in that in that category, which yeah, that was quite something. But yeah, like one, why they don't have arms out currently right now? Who knows? I mean, it's anybody's guess, but I'm my my, my best basically to doing R and D right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll just we'll just have to hope. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Next one. This is a fun one. This is this is this is not a confirmation. This is not anything of that kind. I found a video the other day, um, of a Super Smash Brothers mod, and they decided to do an introduction trailer for a new character that they were bringing into Super Smash Brothers Brawl or Ultimate. It wasn't really made clear. Isaac from Golden Sun. Oh, yeah. And when I say introduction trailer, I mean they went full tilt, all right? They had <laughs> multiple characters from Ultimate, including Banjo-Kazooie, uh, going up against Master Hand. Oh, no, Crazy Hand, one of the two. And they were getting their butts whipped until Isaac came in, used his synergy powers to just manhandle, or, ha or in this case, hand handle. Uh, you'll understand if you watch the trailer. Uh, <laughs> Master Hand. And then the lighthouse from the game emerges from the ocean and it's just like the effort, <laughs> the effort. I mean, it was there was storytelling, there was fight scenes, there was like close-up shots, you know. And then of course the bringing the lighthouse out of the ocean—that's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> and it looks really good. The only thing I didn't like was Isaac's voice acting because it was like it, it felt a little over the top. But whatever. Um, it was a really cool trailer. It just plain was. And this is just a mod, but these people worked so hard on this. It's so cool. And if you haven't looked it up, uh, I, I lost my link. I, I apologize. But um, it's, a, it's a Super Smash Brothers mod. I'm just going to look it up. 
Um, I found it. You did? <laughs> I'll send go. the link. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But uh, it's so here we go. It's um King Bob Gaming. He did this, <clears> and <throat> the trailer looks really good. I mean, like almost scarily good. It and really like, does. It does. <laughs> and then at the end, and I'll just spoil it for you. Um, they tease that their next character that they're bringing in is Skull Kid. Yes! Complete with the moon. To destroy the world! Destroy the world! <laughs> yeah, just burn it all! Uh, this, this is the kind of thing that makes you happy as a gamer. Because it's totally ridiculous. And it's totally epic. Alright? I enjoy, And I want Isaac and Golden, uh, from Golden Sun in, in the game. Because I think he would be a great uh, addition, especially with his synergy powers. And fans have been asking for him for a while, and then you know, enter this fan trailer, and it's just it's beautiful. I, and I love it, and I wish I wish I had this kind of talent. <laughs> All right. And to be clear, this wasn't one man doing that. I read an article to like a couple dozen people, but still, that's a couple dozen people willingly working together to make this mod and this trailer happen. And I say props to you all. You can talk now. I'm just in awe of watching it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because they have even all like the Mario like uh, expressions really done pat. <laughs> I like I like the shot where King K Rule just goes, nope. And <laughs> just... You're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go steal some bananas since Donkey Kong is busy. <laughs> All right, and uh, finally, uh, huh? Hmm? I put Nintendo Switch below. Okay, we write a list of all of our news topics. I put Nintendo Switch below Golden Sun, and I don't know why. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember. Um. Let's see, it wasn't. We did the gift guide. Uh, there wasn't any sales news, not to my knowledge. Um, I don't remember why I put that there. Mm. I don't know. Okay, I, I I will look it up, but I do apologize because usually I'm very good at this. I'm very good about you know knowing exactly what to talk about, and I can't I can't recall <laughs> what I was supposed to be talking about. Like I, I seriously don't. That's really that actually bugs me. Uh, oh, I meant to say Nintendo Switch Sports. There it is. I knew it was something <laughs> important. <laughs> a Japanese commercial came out, uh, focusing on the golf edition to the game. And according to the Japanese commercial and the website tied to the commercial, the free update's coming this month for at least Japan, if not the rest of the world. <laughs> so not confirmed, but we'll see. I mean, about time, and of course, like, and Nintendo Switch is okay in its own right, but now we have an extra mode golf game, so, yeah, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, so, and I know, and, they, and remember, this this was delayed from fall because they were making small additions, they wanted to add more of a challenge to it, and blah, 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 so, uh, and you can see some of that in the commercial with the, the, the golfer. I think she was a professional golfer, I could be wrong on that, though, so, uh, we'll see. We'll see, but stay tuned for that. And if you have been waiting for an excuse to play Switch Sports again, this might be it. All right, and now, the main event. We're going back to Pokemon. Now, usually, usually, 
when a big release is coming out like this, we would talk about what we're hoping for with the game, what we're expecting from the game, what we want our enjoyment of the game to be. Oh, we're not doing that now. No, 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 no. We <laughs> are going to talk about a big question that was brought up due to the review scores. Mainly, should this game have gotten delayed? Because, if you think about it, this game's biggest criticism is the performance issues. As many people are noting online, there are plenty of other Switch games, including a certain Game of the Year nominee. <laughs> may or may not have already talked about. <laughs> Might not have already talked about it. But uh, that game may have had like you know graphics quality issues if you played with the handheld mode, which I can attest to. But it didn't really have performance issues. If you played Bayonetta 3, that game was incredibly over the top and high in its uh, action sequences. I never had a performance issue with it. And, and that game got absolutely beloved in its reviews. You know, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope and uh, Breath of the Wild, even The Witcher 3. You know, they had to tone things down, but it had great performance. Yeah, that it did. Despite being an open world. So most people are putting this blame on the Pokemon Company, not Game Freak, the Pokemon Company. And so the question is, should the game have gotten delayed to avoid this backlash? Let's break this down in a Nintendo discussion. So let's just get right to it. This is really being brought up, not just because of the review scores, but because of Pokemon Legends Arceus. Because as I noted earlier, that game was semi-open world. It wasn't fully open world, but it was semi-open world. And it had small performance issues if you were far enough distance away from certain Pokemon. Which is fine, considering the, the Switch and all that. And that game was made by Game Freak. And fast forward to now... And they're apparently having more performance issues with their bigger mainline title. I know that consistently, especially in the Switch era, they've had a desire, for lack of a better term, to release the game in November, you know, right before Black Friday, right before Christmas, and all that. But did the Pokemon Company rush things? Did they push things too far to where Game Freak could not get the game working in time to the level that we would expect for them from them for this mainline title. I think they did, and I've heard so many people say that, that you know it's not Game Freak's fault, it's the Pokemon Company for trying to get this out as quickly as possible. Should they have delayed this? Scott, I want to start with you. <laughs> I honestly always think that a delay is usually a good thing, especially if your issue with the game is usually a quality assurance thing. And from what we have in the reviews, it definitely seems that the, this game in particular is more of an optimization, an optimization issue rather than an actual hardware issue. So if they delayed it, say, I don't know, a month or so, waited till an actual like Christmas release kind of a deal, I think that would have been a better choice to do it. But I guess it depends on how long they think it would have taken to actually get the performance issues in check. But I don't think that it's going to be, it's something that needs to hold like a big whole rewrite or anything. It probably didn't take a lot of like problems in order to get the game down pat. It was probably just a few optimization issues that they didn't actually 
well, I wouldn't say cut corners, but they're kind of rushing it because, you know, they had two at this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Look, I want I want to play this game more than anybody, but I'm not going to lie. When I heard those review scores and saying like they rushed things, it made me sad. Like I didn't, uh, I didn't want to, um, hear that. Oh, there, I might be dealing with performance issues. I didn't, I didn't have to worry about that with, you know, Mario and Rabbits. I had exactly one performance issue with that game. That was during a cutscene. One, Bayonetta was the same thing. I had like one cutscene that kind of slowed down, um, and that was it. I don't want like this is a this is the Pokemon game. Like it's, I'm not saying it's like Sonic Frontiers level of you know putting all your chips onto this game because it's Pokemon, you're, you're going to recover either way. And as we noted, all, all, a lot of the other mainline games haven't gotten like the best review scores ever. But this is the one that they were saying, okay, this is open world, you know, three-branch storyline, go in any direction you want, go in any gym you want. And if I'm worrying about performance issues before I even play the game, that's not good. And again, that was a consistent statement across pretty much every review. Um, unless you were a view- reviewer from Spain, in which you praised the game because they got Spain right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And, yep. And, hey, I'm not going to be mad about that. I mean, I'm glad the country's getting represented well, but, like, that's not the most important thing for the worldwide audience. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I appreciate when you get, po- like, I guess, positive representation. So, right, right, right. I mean, that, like, that's a win. As, as long as like people in that region are just like, this is what we wanted in a Pokemon game based on this region, then yeah, I'm all for that kind of praise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And yeah, I, I guess I just put in my two cents here. Like, it, I, I'm pretty much in consensus. Like, we we all we we have way too, way too many occurrences recently that games have come out broken like not optimized port jobs just like really bad and the fact that nintendo of all people like could not do these kind of quality assurances for their recent games like we all we, we basically got games that have like basically no content or minimal content a la mario strikers charge and like here in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, just seeing like one, you see like a major cliff pop in 15 seconds later, and like all these op- optimization issues. Like, one, obviously, things could have been more, much more improved. They just so many kinks they could iron out. Like, op- like, have they not learned from this mistakes from uh, Sword and Shield? Like, yeah, that. I bought that thing and that I noticed like how it was still pretty like rough around the edges and like and uh you you too you you played Arceus and Arceus was pretty decently if anything else correct I loved it. I think people were being a little too mad about the graphics I noticed some textures that were out of line you know like very very noticeable kind of thing but overall I thought the game was beautiful you know like and but that's what makes it so sad is that they had the base plate Arceus looked good they could have made Jed 9 better looking, and that might not have been what we got. Now, it could be a situation, as we talked before the podcast, that our personal experiences will differ. But when you're having that many critics saying the performance issues were the problem, you know, that's different from saying, like, oh, I didn't like this game. It's, no, this, I struggled to play the game. That's different. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's just, 
wow like again you had at like you said rcs was pretty much was the point and like sure it was rough around the edges but it was easy it was playable and now here in scarlet and violet is just like i don't know they're, they're kind of going back into the realm of, of sword and shield is just like one did you not learn your mistakes did you not iron it out it's just like there's so much things that could have been addressed and yet Pokemon company seems to have decided to like release this game as it is. It's just like, I don't know. Do you really need to like really push out this Pokemon game really that badly to release it in this kind of state? It's like, what you want to try, please the investors or you want to please the fans? Like, what is it? That's one thing that's kind of like, uh, like in my that I'm questioning. Like, could have been better. Could it happen? But do you have the time? But of course, like if you remember, like from Sakurai's videos, like unfortunately there is crunch time there. You had to make a date, and of course, like it's up to higher management, which really stinks. But yeah, like, development doesn't always get a lot of decision leeway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So <clears throat> it just I can only question like, did they have the time, or just what was the higher ups like? No, get it out like now. It does. I don't care. Get it out right now. Like out of the whole uh, cyberpunk ordeal. So it's just I, I want it to be want it to be good, but of course, naturally, it sometimes it's just not the case. So yeah, I, I would have loved, loved it if they delayed it. Yeah, I don't. My biggest problem is that Nintendo is usually so good about you know, delaying a game until it's ready. And this time, they clearly didn't do that. And they did with Breath... Uh, I think he's saying Breath of the Wild too. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom multiple times. They've done that with, uh, like so, with some of their third-party collaborations, like Rabbids and with Bayonetta. You know, they delayed those until they were ready, and the results spoke for themselves. And they've, mo they've moved up games, like, exactly once. <laughs> <laughs> Xenoblade, Xenoblade just coming out of nowhere again. It was. That was supposed to be September. It's like, no, let's just release it in July. Like, okay, sure. So, I just this felt this felt so out of character for them. And that's why I'm seeing all those tweets about the Pokemon Company and them saying uh, them saying that the Pokemon Company rushed the game, game the Game Freak crew to make the game out get the game out sooner. I'm just like. Well, why would you do that? Why would you risk the quality of the game just to get it out? And again, I, I, I feel it's because they wanted the consistency of saying, hey, the game, um, we want the game out by November so we can you know, bank on Black Friday and Christmas to you know, maximize their sales. And that's good to an extent, but as we've noted multiple times in this show, a sales only goes so far if the game is crap, which, as Will pointed out, was a cyberpunk problem. Because that game sold well, and then they got returned like no one's business. Until, what, two months ago? <laughs> because of a Netflix series? <laughs> right, 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 right. So, and then when you add that to Sonic Frontiers, which I'm sorry, Tyler, multiple people have said that they have had issues, including some friends of mine outside of you. Yes, I have other friends who play Sonic, Tyler. Get over it. What? I know, I know, I, I know it feels like I'm having an affair. Maybe I, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not going to go any further. Um, but I've had multiple people say that, multiple people brought it up. Even the game team brought it up. That was part of their global playtest thing. And then today I wrote an article for another website about how Saints Row, the reboot, just got a new patch that fixed 200 bugs. 200. All right. And that Halfway was there. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get this game done. It's already out. Like I said, we're going to get it done. Um, 
that's not right. And and it, it just reminds me of the Square Enix Avengers game where that uh, had, that had a one thousand bug patch. Are you kidding? Yeah, that was an intense patch. There's like twenty gigs of patches. Yeah. I don't know if you downloaded that or not, but yeah. <laughs> I and, did. And, and you, you can't tell me between the the bugs and the the divisive reviews and responses from critics and fans that that game was rushed out. That, that, that game, game was, was sorry, definitely that, rushed sorry. out. That, 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 sorry, that, that game wasn't rushed out. Sorry, that it wasn't rushed out. It totally was, and that had gotten delayed too, and but not enough. And then you had in Cyberpunk, you had in Saints Row, and Sonic Frontiers, and everything else. Nintendo should be the one. Nintendo Miyamoto is the one who has the whole delayed game quote. Why weren't they listening to him this time? Did they really think that it was just maybe a small performance bug issue? This seems to not be the case. This seems like a decision to say they can deal with it as long as the rest of the game is solid, which technically is what the reviews say. The, the rest of the game is solid outside of the performance issues. But if the game's the great when you play it, <laughs> yeah, when it, when it runs, it's great. <laughs> and, and, and they should be thankful that this isn't something like, say, a Bayonetta where, you know, the action is super intense and you need you know, a good game flow. So Pokemon can get away with it because of their turn-based nature, but that doesn't mean I want to be stuttering all the time. And yes, we have, we here at Outer Haven haven't played it yet, and we could have a fine experience. I could be the one like Tyler jumping online and saying, hey, I'm having fine, no problems with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I don't know what they're all talking about. That could be my experience. Or... It could be like that video going around of the Psyduck capture with everything popping in at a super slow frame rate. <laughs> so, I don't know. And that worries me. I was not worried about Sword and Shield. I was not worried about Arceus. I was not worried about Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. Okay? Uh, I, I shouldn't have these fears because I should be able to trust Nintendo above anyone else. And it's not, that's not the case. So, I don't know. I, I do. I feel that they should delay it. If this was the response it got, if the biggest complaint, because think about it, the biggest complaint with Sword and Shield was that the you know the story wasn't the best, the wild area was cool but not expansive enough, it didn't feel as big as it could have been. Mm -hmm. the biggest the complaint about Arceus was the graphics. You know, a lot of people said it was like you know PS2 level graphics. Even X Play, rest in peace, said that. I didn't agree with them, but they said that. Okay, it was not the performance issues. This is all about performance issues. Like, this is, like, the biggest complaint. And if that is the case, then that is on Game, that is on game Freak as the developers, but also Pokemon Company as the people pushing the game out. Because if they had given them even a couple more months, they could have smoothed it out to say, you know, hey, we, we want to make this the best Pokemon series possible. We would have understood. We would have been sad, for sure. No one likes delays. No, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> but, you know, it, that, that's just the way it works sometimes. It's like you need to do better to make it, to keep building the faith. All right? Because look at what happened with CD Projekt Red when they broke the faith with Cyberpunk. All right? They had to go back to The Witcher just to say, hey, we're making things you want again. <laughs> that's great but it's also not the point so yeah it doesn't matter how good some people thought cyberpunk was but the fact that you couldn't play it on like most consoles was a problem oh boy i i don't know 
but I, I, I want to enjoy this game. I, I was even hoping that we would get that code early so that I could play it when I had the free time earlier today. And even though I will play it tomorrow and Saturday on Sunday and probably every day until Thanksgiving because then I'll be with family. And then, of course, you know, I can't play a video game with family around because then that would be family bonding time and I wouldn't be a good uncle to my nieces and it wouldn't be nice to my sister and I don't know why I'm talking this fast, but it sounds really cool. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I, I have a fear about this game and I don't want it. I don't want this fear. I don't like it. I don't like that I'm worrying about the quality of a, of a Pokemon game, a mainline Pokemon game, headed up by Game Freak. Like, shouldn't we be better than this? I mean, like, come on. <laughs> well, with the recent game, how it trends the game industry is, it's going to be a long time before they improve. But here's hoping that th this will be the last. But again, I suggest you don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> Anything's possible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As Twitter has shown, <laughs> Twitter's too big to fail. Elon Musk, not if I fire everyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's let's be clear here. Even at its worst, the Pokemon Company is nowhere near the evilness of Elon Musk. <laughs> no, no, I'd take no, Game Freak and Pokemon over Elon Musk cry. any day. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I hopefully. This isn't as bad as they're making it out to be. Hopefully, maybe a patch can fix it. I know that's terrible to say, but maybe that is the case. Maybe they're working on it right now. We don't know. But it's still bad that we're having to talk about this. A mainline Pokemon game having performance issues on a console that we know can run really well. They proved it in 2017. Gosh dang it. They probably should have, you know, just given it the time it deserves. Yes, they should have. But oh well. And with that, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. What do you think about the situation with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? Are you still going to get it? If you haven't pre-ordered it already, of course. Um, even with these review questions, do you feel that they should have delayed the game even a few months to give the time to give give the game the extra time it needed? What do you think about the Game Awards and Xenoblade Chronicles 3 uh, being in Game of the Year nominee? And have you already voted for it? Why haven't you voted for it? I told you to vote for it. You need to go vote for it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> laugh, dang you. <laughs> See, I missed you, Scott, because I tried that with Keith, and he didn't do anything. <laughs> Probably because he's my boss, and the host rank doesn't work on the boss of the site. Ah. Uh. Yeah, um, that that would do it. That would do it. Uh, what did you think about the new Fire Emblem Gage trailer? Did you like the Monster Hunter Rise presentation? Uh, are you going to be gifting some Nintendo stuff to your friends and family once the holidays hit? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Skull Kid Scott, Warrior Will, I am Triforce Side, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made it to the end of the level, so raise the flag. <laughs>